welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. No Terrence today, because we're recording this on a Sunday, and he left his laptop at work. So he has nothing to record on, unfortunately. So just the two of us. And it's a short episode, just because it is, and because we did it a day early and it came together suddenly, there's no question of the week. So fuck you guys, two weeks in a row. No question of the week. <laughs> we'll live though. Um before we get into the docket, I wanted to you, you said you want to talk about Far Cry 5's ending, and then I wanted to talk about a story that we don't have in the docket because I think having the story is stupid, and I didn't want to distinguish it by putting it in the docket, but we can talk about it ahead of the docket. But let's talk uh, about Far Cry 5's ending of where you have two choices of either unsatisfying or extremely unsatisfying endings. Yes, so um, I think it's pretty safe to talk about the ending. And of Far and, Cry. and in case you are playing Far Cry Five, uh, skip ahead. I'd say five minutes. I will make sure that we don't go past five minutes of spoiler yeah. talk. So, so uh, skip ahead now. Um, there are two endings to Far Cry uh, Five. Uh, one, you know, you kill uh, the the main villains three siblings and then you immediately like the next mission is the last one and you immediately go up to him and he gives some monologue and 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 you turn around and all your friends are there and the three of your friends are being held captive by all your other friends that you've met because they are under the influence of this drug uh which is making so wait things. literally every person that you meet throughout the game ends up inadvertently turning on you at the end of the game yes lovely every 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 named character uh ends up uh holding the sheriff's uh hostage and you have two choices you can either uh uh, joseph seed says you can either uh walk away and you can get out of here or you know you can you can fight me and you won't like what happens so obviously I chose to fight him, right? Because I'm not going through all this shit just to be like, no, oh, well, fuck you. I'm just going to walk away then, right? So you fight him and um, it's like, all right, it's on. And you have to, uh, all your friends start attacking you. You have to kill them and then revive them because when you kill them, they get knocked out of their, they get knocked out of their stupor. Like when uh, Black Widow punches Hawkeye while he's on while he's under Loki's control. Like all you need is just a blow to the head. So you pick them up, and you have to do it for all of them. There's about twelve of them that you have to do it for. Once you do it for all twelve people, you shoot Joseph Seed, and then that's it, right? Then the credits start, and this is the good ending, mind you. Uh, you arrest Joseph Seed, and he's spouting on and on about, oh, you ain't gonna like this, and then all of a sudden you see a mushroom cloud in the background and it's literally nuclear war and you have to, and then you're like, Oh shit, we got to go into the truck and we got to get away from the, from the nuclear blast. That's about the, that's about to hit us the shockwave. So you get into the truck and you race to uh, an underground bunker, the same underground bunker that you saw in the beginning and you make it there in time, just just barely make it, right? Literally, there are deer on fire and trees and all this shit are falling around. And you make it to the bunker, but you get knocked out in the car crash. And when you when you when you awaken, you find your buddy 
uh, that you found at the beginning of the game. He's dead in the bunker. Joseph Seed is spouting off about, oh, how, like, hey, I told you, yo, you know, some bad shit's going to happen. I told you, and you ain't believe me. But, and you killed my family. But that's all right, because you my family now. <laughs> Cut to black. What? Yep. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't necessarily need a happy ending, but but the second ending, the the that's the good ending. That's the good ending. The bad ending is you walk away and that's it. You walk away. Like he, the dude is like, "Hey, I forgive you. Peace." And then you walk away. So either the villain wins or the villain wins and there's nuclear Armageddon. Yay! So what the fuck did I do this for? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I always hate Far Cry endings, man. It's it's like, like, like I said, it's a good thing. Game. It's a good thing the game plays well because, like I said, the, the story that everyone was excited about seems like it was kind of kind of trash. Yeah, it was kind of stupid. <laughs> so I just I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad I didn't stick with it. I can tell you that. Yeah, I wish I didn't, because now there's nothing to do. <laughs> nothing of nothing of substance. Nothing of you know. You literally have to wait two days. Like by by the time the people are listening to this, you will be satiated with a new game. Yeah, and then I can put that down three days later. Right to play to play a game <laughs> that is apparently is amazing in God of War. I didn't read any reviews. Like like all I saw, IGN gave it a ten. And then I listened to Kind of Funny Games Daily. Greg Miller has beaten the game, and he said, don't read reviews. So I'm not reading anything. <laughs> I, will, uh, I will wait and experience that for myself. That's very exciting. You know what else should be exciting but isn't? Rumors of a PlayStation 5. <laughs> Kotaku reported on rumors of PS5 from sources um, saying that uh, it's, it's not due anytime soon. And look... Take all of this with a grain of salt right now. Yeah. Take all of it with a grain of salt. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this because I've been around, been, been, a, been a fan of the video games for a long, long time. Long time. Almost 30, 30 years. 30 years. God. <laughs> almost 30 years at this point. And, and like I said, we've been doing this for a long time. We, 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 we understand the business. We know it. Sony is in no hurry to put out a new console. So, Sources say that's great, unless Sony says it. I'm not really buying into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, sources tell me, sources tell me that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. <clears throat> uh, okay. I mean, this is this is something that is inevitable. Well, and right? the, and the like, thing is that they there is um a lot a lot can change between. Let's let's assume it comes out in in 2020. Right, just for sake of argument, lock and change in the development cycle between now and then. I mean, it's it is like with a when you're developing a console, it is like steering a cruise liner. Like it's not you can't turn on a dime, but you can turn slowly. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, like that's what uh, that's what Jason Schreier says. Well, look, Jason Schreier is you know he is the the guy. Like that, like that's who you go to for scoops, right? Like he knows he knows what's up. Um. And apparently, you know, but of dozens of people that he's spoken to, only two of them say that they're, quote, familiar with uh, with plans for the new console. Hmm. So people are free. People are freaking out because, you know, oh, PS5 rumors. 
it doesn't mean anything at this point. So don't get too yeah, excited. It, I mean, it, it literally means absolutely nothing. Uh, what are you going to not buy a PS4? Like, mm, well, maybe I'm not going to buy a PS4 because I'm going to hold out for this PS5 that I hear is coming out. That's stupid. I, I mean, that, that's that's like the cell phone principle, right? Like, there are people that are like, well, we'll buy a new phone because, like, next year there'll be something better. I'm like, yeah, that's true all the time. Like, at some point right. you have to make a decision and be like, yeah, this is the one that I'm okay with having for the next two years. Right. So, yeah, so don't don't sweat. Just enjoy enjoy what you got right now. I mean, yeah. we are it's it's looking like another really solid fucking year for video games. Um, you know, the stuff that's on the horizon like God of War, Detroit, fucking Spider-Man coming out soon, Red Dead 2. I bet you Borderlands comes out this year. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one of my dark horse E3 predictions. We're not doing those this episode, but it's one of my predictions that Borderlands comes out. So just enjoy the ride. PS5 will be there when it gets there. Don't forget Crackdown. <laughs> there sure is State of Decay 2 coming out. <laughs> following the uh, following the huge success of No Man's Sea, as we chronicled <laughs> last week. So uh, make sure you guys go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel while you were there. Uh, we do uh, clips every week that you can share to your friends. My son my son is banging on the door. He's so excited about this. Uh, we also upload this podcast every week to YouTube. You can watch video episodes so you can see our handsome mugs on there as well, if you prefer, if you don't want to do audio. Uh, if you are not a premium member, densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today. It's $5 a month. It's $50 for the entire year. You get access to our premium slate of podcasts, which consists right now of four shows. The Look For Political Podcast, The Men With The Golden Tongues, Mike and Mine's James Bond podcast, No Time To Bleed, our action movie podcast, and The Area Grievances, is our Seinfeld podcast. Plus, if you're a premium member, you also get weekly video episodes of the Nerdpocalypse flagship podcast. So $5 a month, $50 a year, densepixels.com slash premium. If you're already premium, tell a friend or twist the arm of another free listener to get them to sign up <laughs> and uh, no matter what podcatcher you use whether it be google play music spotify apple Podcasts, pocket cast podcast addict whatever whatever you use you can find us there search for dance pistols we're on all of them and make sure you subscribe to the other channels as well including the apocalypse and black on black cinema so that is our housekeeping for the week um look it's a big week for releases micah it doesn't is not going to know what to do with himself this week uh, yeah. there is there is a uh, God of War coming out for the PS4 on Friday. Uh, as you're listening to this podcast, Yakuza Six: Song of Life is available right now for the PlayStation 4. And Micah is also super excited about the Nintendo Labo, which releases on Friday this week as well, so that he can make little cardboard houses and pianos and stick his Joy Cons all up in them and no, no. play with cardboard. No. No, I'm I'm not excited for that at all. Um, <laughs> it sounds too much like every time I look at it, it sounds like uh, I, I for some reason I I imagine like a Nintendo Labrador. <laughs> it just does, and I know it the uh, the, Ill, the ill-fated Nintendo sequel that we yeah, haven't gotten for six just, years. I, I look, if if people are happy, um, I I am glad that they will be happy. Um, I I don't want to see a. Uh, a 40 year old man uh playing this uh, i will judge you um <laughs> you better have a kid next to him and then you can be like oh i'm showing off you know i'm showing him how to do it 
Um, no, I, I, I don't, I don't care. It, it, look, if if you have fun with it, then have fun with it. But it just, it feels, it feels like instead of plastic junk, it's just cardboard junk with you know circuit boards in them. Well, he said, make sure to grabo your Lebo on Friday. Oh, God. Uh, Xbox owners, sorry about your luck. You got no <laughs> retail releases coming out this week. Um, there is some games coming out digitally, though. Uh, these first two are Xbox exclusives. Uh, the first one we are not going to shit on because it's a game called I Hope. Um, it is a puzzle-solving platform game. And all proceeds from the game are going to the gaming Game Changer charity, which donates and helps families uh, with kids and other folks that have cancer um, or other life-threatening illnesses as well. So that's a worthy cause. Maybe you can get that instead of playing No Man's Sea uh, on your Xbox One this week. Uh, Space Hulk Ascension, also releasing for Xbox One. I think this came out for PS4 a couple weeks ago, but it is now coming out for Xbox One digitally. Uh, On both consoles, you can check out Casey Powell Lacrosse 18 for all you lacrosse uh, fans. East of the Mississippi. Uh, that's coming on Xbox One and PS4. By the way, West of the Mississippi, Micah, they don't know what lacrosse is. Like, that is, is a strictly East Coast sport. Yeah, I, I imagine that. Isn't the abbreviation for lacrosse LAX? It is, yes, yeah, which is more uh, more colloquially known as an airport in, uh, right. in Los Angeles. So. <laughs> right, people don't know what lacrosse is. And it not it like Maryland's official like sport? I think it is. I know Maryland's official sport used to be jousting. Which yeah. is a real shame that that's not continuing to be the case. But I mean, yeah, I think isn't it was lacrosse just like stick like jousting? A, yes, a cross between like jousting and Quidditch. Sort of. I I liken it more to soccer with sticks, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um, and then a Seto Corsa Ultimate Edition coming out for the PlayStation Four. So if you were hanging on for the ultimate. Assetto Corsa experience. It's a racing game. You don't have to. You don't have to Google it, Micah. Then mm-hmm. that is uh, that is available for you uh, coming up PS4. And then a slew, a slew of release date announcements. The Mega Man X Legacy Collections, plural, uh, coming on July 24th. The PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, more Xbox original games are coming to Xbox One. Uh, there is a whole list of them that I forgot to put the link to in. So we're going to Google foo is Morrowind, right? Uh, there's a lot of them actually. Here we go. There's, this is the article that I meant to get, um, load faster, killing dead air, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So coming on April 17th, you have blinks breakdown, conquer live and reloaded Morrowind hunter, the reckoning Jade empire, uh, panzer dragon, Orta and SSX three. Uh, that are available, and then on the 26th of April, you get Destroy All Humans, Full Spectrum Warrior, Mercenaries, MX Unleashed, Panzer Elite Action, and all of the Star Wars games, basically. <laughs> Both Battlefronts, uh, KOTOR 2, Jedi Starfighter, Republic Commando, they're all coming. So if, you have, if you've been hanging on to your original Xbox discs, uh, you can definitely play those in your Xbox One. The Destiny 2 Warmind expansion, officially releasing on May 8th. There's going to be a feature reveal on April 24th, which you can bet your bottom dollar that I will be watching for sure. Uh, There is classic Genesis and Master System games being released in the Nintendo Switch uh, later this year, but being done ad hoc, which is making people worry about uh, what, when 
if ever we see virtual console on the Nintendo Switch. And then we save the best for last. This could have been in top stories. It really doesn't deserve to be, but it, it, it could have been in top stories. Micah, can you contain yourself for the remastered re-release of Shenmue 1 and 2 that are coming to PS4 and Xbox One and PC later this year? Well, this is um, this is a, a double-edged sword for me because uh, on the one hand, like, yeah, I get to play Shenmue 1 and 2 again. And then on the other hand, I get to relive all of the trauma of not being able to avenge the death of my father at the hands of Lon D. Um, I really, I really um, thought about whether or not I should purchase this. And apparently, um, I like my cock being teased because, yeah, I, I'm going to buy these and I'm going to uh, play them and then I'm going to get mad all over again that uh, but Londy. It, but in anticipation of Shenmue 3. Yeah, uh, that game's not coming out. <laughs> that game's not coming out. It isn't. I mean, if like like if you want to do a Kickstarter, like or if you want Shenmue three to get made, and buying Shenmue one and two uh, is the primary way to do it, I would absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how you do it, right? That's how you get me excited to support Shenmue three. But um, yeah, I yeah, think, I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna say I I, I I think it's cute that you for a second contemplated not buying these. It, and it was literally one second. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like frankly, I'm amazed that you had like, like you rushed so quickly to pre-order the digital version of Spider-Man for fear that it would sell out. That I'm surprised this hasn't happened already. I mean, is it available to purchase? I'm pretty sure that it is. Oh, I well, well, now <laughs> I might have to <laughs> make purchases before <laughs> the show is done. Let me uh, hop onto my handy dandy playstation app amazing while you're doing that we will uh we'll move into this week's headlines uh so this is interesting so minecraft is on the nintendo switch minecraft is owned by microsoft of course and the nintendo switch does not have an achievement system so therefore microsoft is bringing my xbox achievements to minecraft for the nintendo switch Hmm. So if you go on to like your achievement page for for mine for uh, for Xbox, there's separate listings for all the different versions of Minecraft as if they were separate games. So like there's Minecraft for iOS, Minecraft for Nintendo Switch, Minecraft for Windows 10, Minecraft for Android, and just plain old Minecraft. Uh curiously absent, Minecraft for PlayStation. The bastard <laughs> child that uh Microsoft will not Oh, obviously they would not do that. Um, but yeah, so you'll be able to earn Xbox Live gamer score uh, in Minecraft for your Nintendo Switch. Not an, not a hugely important story, I don't think, in the grand scheme of things, but still interesting. Hmm. That's uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's I I, I hate to be like Terrence and just be like whatever. But um, I don't know. That seems kind of that seems kind of odd. Like, why wouldn't you do it for the other ones? And I don't know. I, I'm I'm over the 
um, achievements and trophies and all that stuff. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Like I used to like, not to say that my uh, Xbox achievement number is big, but it's big enough that 20 points is not going to move the meter. I agree. I I'm in the same boat as you. Um, but there is a subculture of folks out there who very much care about these things. So they're pretty happy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's groovy. You know, you, 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 you have a game with the one and only achievement listings for the switch. That's, I don't know. I don't know because it's not like there's a, 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 an achievement number or like, it's just achievements within the game, right? Like within the actual software. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I mean, like I, I assume that people who are into it, like showing it off. But you won't be able to show it off. I mean, you'll be able to show it off on your Xbox account. Yeah, that's just. That's, I mean, it, it adds weird. it adds to your gamer score. It's that's a sort of two thousand gamer score, bro. That I get in my, in my Xbox account. It's doing that same shit all over again on a different yeah. platform. It's just it's an odd thing. Like I said, it's just just an odd thing that they would uh, even bother doing it. Yeah, that's just that's just weird, man. I played. What, what was the worst game you played? Uh, just to get uh, achievements or trophies. Wait, worst or most? Like the pointless? one you feel bad about. Um, that game Linger and Shadow came out for the PS3. It was like two dollars, and you could get a uh, like twelve gold trophies in like five minutes. Wow, yeah, I did that just for that. I uh, I played Terminator Salvation. Yes, I remember you said something about this on hard difficulty. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't hard, and I felt dirty afterwards. Uh, I do have two very cheaply earned platinum trophies because if you if you had sound shapes, uh, which I did for the PlayStation Vita, which I platinumed legitimately, but you could you could transfer your save information across to different platforms, and they had separate trophy lists. But when you transferred your save in, it automatically popped any trophies that you earned on your save file. So basically, I was able to transfer it to PS3 and PS4 and earn two additional platinum trophies, uh, despite doing no extra work other than transferring a save file and booting up the game. <laughs> I mean, you know, you earn them. And I figured that's just a reward for your brand loyalty. Yeah, I would. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you. Wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, I don't really have any other embarrassing platinum trophies besides. Uh, and, and Linger and Shadow is not even a platinum. It's just a uh, just a uh, just a high freak uh, co- consistency of gold trophies. So, but yeah, cool for all you Switch and Xbox owners. Um, yeah. The that, FT that, that cross section is huge. I mean, I'm sure it's substantial. I doubt it. Well, maybe because I'm know, not saying it's Xbox as big as the PlayStation and Switch crossover potential. I, I maybe because for some strange reason the console wars still exist, and and instead of buying a PlayStation to be the second console in an Xbox home, they would buy a Switch, which you know, I guess makes the most sense, right? You know, you, the most, I don't know about the most sense. It makes sense. Not, not to me, but yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, if you don't care about Spider-Man or God of War. I mean, to, to me, the most sense would have been to buy a PS4 to begin with and then buy a Nintendo <laughs> Switch. 
because then you get because if you had a PS4, you could be looking forward to actual like games that will be of of great claim. And if you have an <laughs> Xbox One, you can look forward to State of Decay Two and State of Decay Two, and but then possibly later this year, State of Decay Two expansion <laughs> content when Crackdown Three does not release. So what I'm saying is, if you like thirty dollar zombie survival horror games xbox is your system but if you like 60 dollar zombie survival horror games then there's two coming out for playstation next year that'll probably be better so just get a playstation anyway and just wait <laughs> man i can't wait for the next console generation the next cycle when um xbox is on top again because that's how these things, <laughs> these things are. These work. things are, are cyclical. You are correct. Right. About that, so. It's cyclical. And Nintendo is just like, while Nintendo is slowly like taking over the minds of young people so that eventually when us 30 and 40 year old gamers die off, the world will be run by Carrie and her <laughs> Nintendo ilk. <laughs> Well, the FTC uh, has smacked Sony and Nintendo in the face, among a couple of other companies, uh, for having void if broken stickers on their products, uh, which is which they say violates a product warranty act that requires consumer and then violates because it requires consumers to only use first party products or services. Otherwise, their warranty will be voided. Hmm. Um, I never thought any way shape or form about this but uh i guess the ftc after 15 years yeah has, uh, has caught up and like hey wait a second here this is messed up uh according to thomas b paul the acting director of the ftc's bureau of consumer protection quote Provisions that tie warranty coverage to the use of particular products or services harm both consumers who pay more for them as well as the small businesses who offer competing products and services, and services, end quote. So I guess um, marketplace competition to repair your broken PS4 is a good thing, um, especially if it leads to lowering Sony's prices or and Nintendo's prices to repair them if you're outside of warranty. Uh, but that being said, I don't want to use third-party services because I wouldn't trust, you know, some random dude in a computer shop to repair my game console because I don't think I don't know their expertise. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like getting your car fixed at you know Pet Boys or getting it fixed at the dealership. You know what I mean? And I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I don't want someone in a mall to fix my cracked screen on my iPhone. Like I'm going to send it to Apple and pay way too much money. Right. Because you know, the job is being done right. to a certain specification. Right. I get uh, it. And I don't mind paying a little extra. Like if my electronics break, that is not the time for me to be frugal. I, I need, I need someone to fix that properly because you know, it's an important thing in my life. Like if you, uh, if you broke your leg, you would go to John Hopkins, not Dr. Nick Riviera. You know, what I mean? 
<laughs> Actually, if you broke your leg, you'd go to Union Memorial. They specialize in in extremities. So there you go. But uh, but yeah, that's fine. Um, again, not not to also be uh, Terrence about this, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, Micah, I I know that Yakuza Six is coming out. And I yeah. know that God of War is coming out. And you're very excited about these games. So I hesitate to tell you the story because I fear that once I have told you this news that you are going to run out and buy Star Wars Battlefront 2 so that you could take advantage of the new Ewok hunt mode that goes live on April 18th in which you can fight either as an Ewok defending their village or as a member of the Empire trying to survive, quote, an adorable ambush. Here's how Electronics Arts describes this new mode. The ambush begins as Ewoks attack unsuspecting stormtroopers using spears, wisties, fuck that is, and other skills to take down their opponents. Each stormtrooper defeated spawns, or sorry, each stormtrooper defeated spawns as another Ewok, multiplying until the Empire's forces have been completely eliminated and the Ewok celebration can begin. However, the Stormtrooper's superior training and firepower are more than a match for the Ewoks, no shit. Armed with a cadre of weapons as well as flashlights to pierce the darkness, players must hold back the Ewoks' ambush if they have a hope of surviving until an extraction... (laughs) Until an extraction team can arrive. Holy (laughs) shit! They made an Ewok horde mode. Are you shitting me? There's an Ewok horde mode, and where you where you can play as the horde. There is a uh, there is something in that description that <laughs> um, reminds me of uh, of a joke that Jay heard and often tells. Uh, and I'm quoting him. These are his words. <laughs> if you get in 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 the beginning, there was one midget. And if you get into a fight with a midget and lose, you become a midget. They st- like they that is the that each stormtrooper defeated by a midget destroy uh, spawns as another midget and 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 th- until they all multiply. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. It um, does sound terrifying. So listen here, a couple things about this. Number one, if 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 yub yub's not the celebration music at the end of the ewok horde mode if the ewoks win then what are they even doing over there <laughs> they're not real fans no certainly not um who asked for this I mean, and and as as polarizing as Ewoks are, like some people hate Ewoks. You know what I mean? Well, maybe that's maybe that's the point, right? To, to, to some people love them, some people hate them. Um, if you hate them, you get to play as the Empire and you know kill them. Or if you love them, you get to you know be an Ewok. But I gotta believe that the people who hate Ewoks would not want to play this because if they lose, they turn into an Ewok. I and I like I also enjoy how somehow the description frames the Ewoks as like the villains in this mode, basically. I mean I mean they kinda are. I don't disagree with you. 
<laughs> I just would like to know uh, how in canon this mode works because as we find out, the Ewoks did not get their superior tactics until the until the Rebel soldiers were able to coordinate with them uh, to take on the Rebel ambush. Because until that happened, they were uh, they were grits for the mill, if I recall, <laughs> of the of the Empire takeover of the Moon of Endor. Um, this is silliness and whatever. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's. It's cool they're adding this content to it, I guess. But I uh, mean, but what do you what do you think of the actual like like when, if you if you are the Empire, you're you're you know you're some lowly stormtrooper and you die, you spawn you respawn as an Ewok. Does that mean that you are automatically on the other team? It does because you are then because then your objective shifts to trying to ensure that the stormtroopers get defeated. What do you think of that gameplay mechanic? Because in horde mode, you don't. You know, the, you don't switch sides. So apparently there was a mode in Halo, um, something called Infection, that worked in a similar fashion. Um, it depends on how balanced it is. Like, like if the if the Stormtrooper extraction rate and the Ewok win rate is something around, if they can get it close to 50-50, then, I, then that's, a, that's a worthy gameplay mechanic. Um... But if they if it's so if it's weighted in such a way that the Ewoks win eighty percent of the time anyway, or yeah. or vice versa, um, then that's no good. Then yeah, that's no fun. I just don't because then at that point, why wouldn't you just eat an easy death and then just play for the winning team? You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at, man. Like I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the the balance here. This reminds me. Um, there's a board game, a famous board game called. Uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, that is a game that y- you know you go through and you do stuff as a as a team, but then eventually the game will trigger what's called the the um, I can't remember what it's called in the game, but basically one of the players usually ends up being like a secret traitor that even they didn't realize they were a secret traitor until this very specific thing happened. And I remember mm-hmm. the one game that I played of this, it was like a vampire thing where like one of our teammates became a vampire and if you were killed by them in a particular fashion you also became a vampire and started playing for the vampire team but it wasn't clear to me what my motivation was once I became a vampire like like do I win if I you know if I achieve victory for the vampires or do I lose anyway because I was a human to start and then became a vampire so am I just a loser that has to just go through the motions for the other side and that's what this kind of reminds me of yeah yeah so I, I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly, I would, I would watch a few matches just to see how it, to see how it goes. I'm intrigued by the, I'm intrigued by how the, the, the actual mechanics of this mode, uh, you know, what actually takes place. I mean, if you can't crush ATSTs with two giant tree trunk logs that come in from opposite directions, then why bother? <laughs> What is the point? Right. <laughs> like, like, what are you like? Uh, like they fought the empire with sticks and rocks, you know. Like, are they going to have sticks and rocks? Like, are are they going to be easy to kill and have terrible weapons so that if you are capable of destroying a a, a soldier, a fascist soldier, then yeah, all right, I, the, the, I get that. The stormtroopers will be hampered with uh with stormtrooper aim mode, which is really like right. anti aim assist. Right. 
It's just like like having the like having the club from Goldeneye. Uh, <laughs> just just that shit just shot all over the place, man. Oh my lord! So, <laughs> uh, what our listeners will have to play this mode if if anyone's even. I don't know if we have a single listener that's playing Battlefront Two on the regular. So you'll have to yeah. let us know because I have no clue. Uh, I will let you know that if this Ewok hunt mode interests you and you want to get Star Wars Battlefront Two, well then you might as well go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and buy it from there because you will pay the same low Star Wars Battlefront Two price, but you help your favorite video game podcast and support the show. We use the money that we get from our Amazon link to pay for hosting fees, equipment, things like that. Keeps the podcast running smooth. So again, densepixels.com slash Amazon whenever you buy anything off Amazon Big or small, including American flag themed ties, which will segue nicely into our only top story this week. In 2007, there was a documentary called The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, that introduced the world to the biggest douche that I could think <laughs> of. His name is Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell is the longtime. Donkey Kong and Pac-Man champion. He has been thrown out. All of his high scores for those games have been thrown out by Twin Galaxies following a review of a seven-year-old tape that determined three of his million-point-high scores had been falsified. (laughs) Twin Galaxies is the high-score sanctioning authority whose history uh, practically begins with Mitchell's career in the early 80s, announced the decision. Um, uh, it, it concludes a lengthy review of a challenge brought in uh, early February against Mitchell's 1,062,800 point score uh, of July 31st, 2010. Which had been long, which had long raised suspicion, suspicion in the Donkey Kong high score community. There's literally a community for <laughs> anything. <laughs> so what apparently had happened is that he was accused of using an emulator instead of using an original Donkey Kong arcade motherboard to play his game, his record games on, which is illegal because emulators can, of course, be modified to do things like preserve save states or to, you know, revisit old saves to prevent, you know, from fucking up and dying and that sort of thing. And, uh, and yeah, they were able to prove that he was using an emulator based on how the stage is rendered between levels because they apparently are drawn a specific way on a motherboard and it's different on an emulator and you can easily see that. <laughs> I love uh I love nerds and you can literally be a nerd about anything as long as you are uh as long as you are knowledgeable and can speak passionately about a topic uh you are a nerd in that topic and that topic can literally be anything it could be stamp collecting it could be coin collecting it could be you know, botany, or it can be the difference between Donkey Kong levels between (laughs) pure motherboards and emulators. It's amazing. Uh, Look, good. 
this guy, I urge people, it's an interesting documentary, The King of Kong of Fistful of Quarters. And um, I recommend that you you watch it and 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 you you'll see this poor excuse for a man named Billy Mitchell. Now now and, and again, now it, it does come with a caveat that as in all documentaries, it is framed very much from the perspective of the filmmaker. Yeah. And absolutely. this film is absolutely framed to make Billy Mitchell look like a douchebag. Yeah. Absolutely. But that being said, Billy Mitchell does a lot to make himself look like a douchebag. <laughs> I got to tell you. So this is a guy. Here's a couple here's a couple of Billy Mitchell facts. He's a hot sauce magnate. I guess kind of Kind of sort of he, like he has his own line of, of hot sauces. Uh, he has a five head. <laughs> <laughs> he wears an American flag themed tie all the time. And he's I always mean, wearing like a like a collar shirt with a tie. I mean, that's about the that's about the just the most douchey thing I could ever think of. And he also looks like he is eternally trapped in the year 1983. As far as his physical appearance. And he thinks he is the hottest shit walking on the planet fucking Earth. It, it, it is like the stereotypical like 1980s villain who generally has the one sidekick that is like completely loyal. And this guy has, and and then the villain who is just full of, uh, like he, like he, like he, he shampoos his flowing mane with hubris. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's just a dick. He's just a dick. At least from what I could tell. Like he's from this place in Massachusetts, Dick. And if you, if you, Google. Holyoke, Massachusetts, and look at the little image that they have there of the outline of the town. Even the town looks like it's giving you a middle finger. Like it's just, it's just. I don't know, man. Everything about this guy just screams like fucking asshole to me. Uh, and uh, Micah. I don't. Be- I can't believe that I that I'm saying this right now. This is, might be the first time this shit's actually ever happened. Breaking news: Billy Mitchell has released a statement of, of literally 20 minutes ago. I shit you not. Addressing this, uh, I will read it verbatim. Quote: I've been asked to address things that are recently in the in the media. The fact of the matter is, now that there's a true professional due diligence being done to investigate things that happened as far as 35 years ago in a professional manner, not in a shock jock mentality designed to create hits. We will show that everything that has been done, everything is Donald Trump saying shit. Everything was done professionally. (laughs) According to the rules, according to the scoreboard, the integrity that was set up, not this is bizarre. Like, Oh my God, not 2014 forward by the current regime or sorry, not 2014 through forward by the current regime who wants to reach back 35 years, everything will be transparent. Everything will be available. I wish I had it in my hands right now. I wish I could hand it to you, but it's taken a considerable amount of time 
witnesses, documents, everything will be made available to you. Nothing will be withheld. You absolutely have my commitment to that. We've been at this since 1982, and it's not going to stop now. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Um, Also in this picture, and this is the first comment in the article that mentioned it, and I have to mention it as well because I didn't notice it, but now I do. Um, He's wearing a three-piece suit, so he has a vest on. But the tie, his tie is in front of his vest. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that is a oh, that shit. is a that is a fashion faux pas, gentlemen. That is not how that is supposed to work. Uh, how else are you going to see the American flag? I no, I get it. I mean, I I mean, uh, I couldn't I couldn't also see it on his fucking American flag decorated pocket square that he's also wearing. It's sticking <laughs> Eight inches out of his lapel pocket, but um, yes, he sure is. Uh, he sure is doing his thing. That statement is bonkers. And, and here's the thing: that's not that wasn't a a Twitter statement. That was a spoken word transposition of what he said, and I couldn't even fucking read it because holy shit, um. Man, fuck this guy. I'm I I hate this dude so much. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Billy. Because he, he, he's a <laughs> douchebag. He he's a smug looking douchebag who the only thing going for him, like you said, he has a luxurious flowing mane of, of dark hair and a glorious beard. That's the only that's the only positives in his direction. He looks like a douche. He is a douche. I'm glad that he was caught cheating because that's hilarious to me. Yeah, because that's what this is, folks. He's a cheater. Of course he's a cheater. Of course he's a cheater. And not and not only that, so like if you also go back and and look at the documentary and read up on his history, he's also um has one of what's considered to be the first perfect game in Pac-Man history. And and how that is, there's a certain score threshold in Pac-Man that you can release that you have to reach. And then the game like, like kills itself. Like it can't go past that certain score. Um, he, again, he was allegedly the first person to do it, but, ne- but because they wiped his entire profile off of twin galaxies records, like he's just gone. Like he's persona non grata with twin galaxies at this point. <laughs> Good. And that's glorious to me. Fucking 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 whiny Steve Weeby is uh, behind this conspiracy to, to to who is a liar. He's a liar and a fraud and a cheat capital letters. And he's behind this conspiracy. There's no emulation collusion going on. <laughs> and, and I will be what is it? I wish I had it in my hands right now, but it's taking a considerable amount of time. Witnesses, I got witnesses, documents, and everything will be available to you. Come on, man. Come on, yo. I just fuck you, dude. Glad you got caught cheating. Straight cheater. Straight tall Peter Dinklage. Yo, isn't was was that uh, who Peter Dinklage was trying to be? I think I think so. Yeah, I think I think that's that's uh, (laughs) I think that's what he was going for. I assume because I've never seen that film and never will ever. Oh shit. <laughs> so yes, Billy Mitchell, you are an awful 
Well, I don't want to say you're an awful human being because I really don't know, but you're a douchebag. Yeah, you're a douche. And that, <laughs> and that, that is that is indisputable. I don't need to wait for the proof to come back on that. I've already seen it. It's in my hands. Oh, that probably would have been, I mean, that 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 question, if we did question week, that would have been the question. Is how big of a douchebag is Billy Mitchell? <laughs> Billy Mitchell, big douchebag or biggest douchebag? So, <laughs> uh, but as it stands, that is actually it for the show. Again, like we said, a slow news week. And hey, we could, we could use the R&R, especially after the marathon show, delivering you guys Pixelmania 4 uh, last week. Which was a yeah, good time. Yeah. And next week we'll talk about Yakuza and, and uh God of War. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about God of War. I'm oh, yes. putting in a, a bunch of time in it. I mean, we you have I mean, this is a show that consists of three huge PlayStation fans and owners. <laughs> so I you guarantee you're gonna get some God of War talk for sure. Um <laughs> the biggest PlayStation fan is uh not here with no, us that's, today. that's that's well, true. He would want us to Sing the praises of PlayStation, him being the biggest PlayStation fan that ever was and ever will be. In his name. In his name. Ter- Terrence is the Bret Hart of PlayStation fans. <laughs> and that's, that's the truth. Um, if, if you'd like to talk to us during the week, you should get into our Facebook group, densepixels.com slash fans, uh, where there is always discussion happening every single day. Uh, it's a good time. Check it out if you're not there yet. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you do it, we will read it on the air when Jay remembers to check them. I don't know if we missed any or not, but Jay's usually one responsible for that. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Dense Pixels. Like I said, subscribe to the podcast on any podcatching app that you choose. And if you are on Twitch TV, you can follow the show channel at Dense Pixels. You can follow us personally. I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd. And Carrie is Suffit's Carrie. That is it. So we will see you guys next. Wait, are we? Yes, we will see you guys next week. Enjoy God of War. Enjoy Yakuza 6. And uh, see. see ya. See ya.